Welcome to the Helping Hands podcast with me, Gail Louise Turner. On this podcast, I will be chatting to inspirational people and I will be finding out about their life story, their influences and how they give that extra helping hand every day. If you'd like to follow me, please go to my Facebook, which is Gail Louise Turner or on my Instagram, which is Gail GLT. Each episode of the Helping Hands podcast will be having an accompanying Spotify playlist with my guest musical influences. This can be found under Helping Hands podcast playlist on Spotify. Now it's time to sit back and relax and enjoy the show. So I'm welcoming today to the Helping Hands podcast, Carol Salmon from the um, MCHT uh, charity for Leighton Hospital um, who looks after the NHS Foundation Trust. So welcome to the Helping Hands podcast, Carol. Nice to be here. Thank you for asking me. So I just need to congratulate you on. So so the the, the charity trust that you are part of um, and Leighton Hospital has just had its 50 an anniversary birthday um, yes so, so congratulations for that that is absolutely um amazing how do you feel about that fantastic it's um it's my local hospital I did my school work experience in the, the hospital that I work in so it's lovely it was lovely to see the celebrations and there was a member of staff that's actually worked at the hospital for 50 years so he was able to cut the cake and he's one of the porters so um, you know I've got lots of great memories at the hospital so really lovely to be able to celebrate those 50 years. Um, so everybody, uh, as everybody knows, the Mid Cheshire Hospital Charity is a registered charity which supports the excellent work of the Mid Cheshire Hospitals NHS Foundation Trust, um, and the trust manages the the, the local hospitals, um, including Leighton Hospital Crew and the Elmhurst Immediate Care Centre in Winsford. So I think it's probably quite topical and typical to do this interview today um, at the the height of the, the the COVID pandemic, and obviously you've just had the 50th anniversary for Leighton Hospital and there's also been a lot of redevelopment um, in A&E which is going on as well so I think it's the the perfect time to do this interview today but back to you now Carol um, I'm here to talk about your story and your role as um, uh, and what you do really for the 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 Mid Cheshire Hospital charity and um, I've seen that um, your charity does need help um, with it with the cancer care and I think this is why I've, I've decided to to reach out to you today so I'm here today to tell um, your story um, and how you help others and the role of of, of charity ambassador so so we'll, we'll, we'll start from there so what so what is your role so I'm the community fundraiser at the charity. So we are a small team. So there's three of us. So we've got my manager, who is the charity manager. Her name's Emma. Um, and then there's myself. And we've got an administrator who works a couple of days. But I'm really the first point of contact if anybody wants to talk about fundraising, make a donation or really connect with the charity because um, I can help them in lots of different ways. So where where would you start then with the charity? So. So, um, I mean, the, the NHS has been with us since um, the 1950s. And obviously, we've just had the, 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 the celebration there for the, for the um, Leighton Hospital 74 years um, anniversary there. So, so how does the charity fit into helping people? So so traditionally, uh, before um, the, the main charity was established at the hospital, people would send in a cheque or make, want to make a donation. And that was all done, 
through the, the finance section within the hospital, but then it was recognised that there was a need for, for having that support, having that point of contact where people could, could uh, speak to the charity and if they wanted to do something more than writing a cheque, then they've got that point of contact at the hospital. So there, there's there's always been, so the charity manager's been in place about nine years and then um, it was identified that you need we needed more resource to go out in the community to connect with local people um, and that's why my role was, was um, they came up with my role and I'd done a, a, a role like that previously at St Luke's Hospice in Winsford and really enjoyed it there um, and then um, then decided to to go for the interview for this job and I've loved it ever since and I'm going into my fifth I'm in my fifth year now. So um, as as your role then so what is your main priorities and, and what what do you do on a on a daily basis to help people? On a daily basis, um, I um, say, uh, well, before the pandemic, I was pretty much 50% out in the community and 50% in the office. I mean, it ha that has changed. I do work from home 50% of the time now. And now it's lovely being able to get out into the community so people can contact me um, via email or by phone if they want to make a donation, if they want to do some fundraising. Um, we've got, um, we had a couple of things going on at the weekend, a local business climbed Snowden and they were doing that for cancer services so it was lovely to go and see them on Friday take them a little good luck card and some some goodies so they could that could help them on their way and I just phoned them this morning and they were telling me how much they enjoyed it uh, and then there was a local organization that that does an annual concert so they bring together a brass band and a comedian and entertain um, people and that was in Holmes Chapel at the weekend um, so I was able to give them a call and he was delighted to say they've raised 450 pounds so um, you know lots of different things going on and there's always that's what I love about the role because it's very varied um, and then aside from that we've always we're always planning to do things like we've got the you mentioned the NHS's birthday which is coming up in July we're planning uh, to connect with local community with to celebrate that and then I'll say the C word even though it's only May but I'm planning ahead for the rest of the year for Christmas and beyond that you know things that are coming up and how we can engage with the local community. Well on the back of that so that the trust is part of the Central Cheshire um, Intergate Care Partnership how does all these little pieces fit in and, and, and into your job role and actually what you're doing as a charity how, how do all these little pieces fit in? Um, so you know, yes, we have got staff in the areas you mentioned. Um, so um, that are working within the hospitals. Um, so, um, but there's also community staff that are seeing patients out in the community. Um, so we do we we connect with them as well because the, even though the cancer services fund is held within the charity. The money that's raised there will help people within the hospitals and in the wider community as well. And obviously, we cover mid Cheshire. We cover a remit of three hundred thousand people, um, you know, members of the public that that come in and use the services. And and we have a lot of grateful patients that that want to to say thank you um, for the fantastic care that they've had. So that's when I get a call and someone said, you know, what my, my wife's had a, had a baby in the neonatal unit and we were there for several weeks. You know, we really want to do something to say. Thank Thank you to the staff so we can set them up as a fundraiser and support them and guide them on their supporter journey. Um, so it's really far reaching. You know, it's a really wide remit, but it's it's fantastic as a local person myself to be able to connect with everybody and, and encourage them. And, and the money that raised that's raised always buys additional things um, for, for the areas within the trust. So it's not it's not standard NHS provision. It's always additional equipment. You mentioned A&E. So the emergency department have got their own paediatric 
electorate unit now. Um, so the, the fundraising from last year has got uh, got to provide lots of things that went in there. So projectors that project on the floor in the children's waiting room where they can stamp on caterpillars and turn them into butterflies and things like that. So it's really it's amazing to be part of that. And, and I do feel really proud that I'm able to do to do this role. So the charity itself, it um, primarily set in Leighton Hospital um, in Crewe. It it goes through all the different departments in the hospital, or does it just primarily? Um, you you have a um, a remit and a brief every year where, where, where you're working to the different departments, or is there certain departments you need to work on at at different points of the year? It's there's lots of what we call a lot of people talk about the pots of money that are within the, the trust, but it's we like to call them the fund. So all the different areas have got a different fund. And what we tend to have is is, is a focus area. You mentioned about cancer services. That's a focus area at the moment. The emergency care paediatric unit that was a focus last year. So those all these we get um, requests submitted, and then it's we have got a board of trustees, and then it's all decided from there with the input of all the areas. <clears throat> excuse me, um, uh, as what the focus is, because sometimes people come in and say we want to help the local hospital. What's your current project? You know, we we, we don't mind what we help. So we say, well, at the moment our focus is, and then we can say what it is. But anybody can support any area within the trust. And, and we see that happening, whether that's critical care, whether that's the neonatal unit or the community services. Our friends at Cheerbrook Farm Shop at the moment are supporting the Nantrich uh, district nurses because of the care that they experienced um, for, for a member of the family there. So, um, you know, it's it's really, you know, a lot, a lot of different areas that get supported. But as you say, we, we do focus. We have got a focus at any one time. And I think it's great to get out in the local community as well, because you, you kind of branch off as well. So there is, there is that support there. And it's really, really nice to hear that um, it's you're not just going into hospital for emergency care. There's there's so many branches and, and you are part of the, the local community. And that's what um, I like to hear. And I mean, the fact that the um, the right honourable uh, Savage Avid uh, Secretary of State for Health and Social Care has actually opened up A&E um, at the height of COVID. I think it's I think it's well needed because we do need to concentrate on healthcare and well-being and I think it's even more important now because we we did have COVID but there's so many different um diseases that have come up and and um and epidemics and pandemics which has come off from that so I think it's really really important to to reach out and things like that so so tell me about the key members of your team um so so who are your key members and and who would you go to for support and, and how do you work as a team Yes, so so um, um, Emma Robertson, she's our charity manager. Um, so again, slightly different that we are still working remotely at the moment, but we are starting to get back in the office and have team meetings. Um, so we we um, she came from UH&M charity in Stoke, um, and we started at the same time, and it, it and it was great to I'd got the local knowledge, but because she lived out the area, um, she'd got the expertise of working in an NHS charity which I hadn't done before. So it was a really good skill set to mix together um so we we um you know we, it's lovely to bounce ideas around um we do that on a regular basis and then we've got our administrator andy who works part-time he does two days a week so he's in 
ensuring that all the donation we have uh, all the all the donations that we get in get thank you letters and uh, and uh, put on the system um, because saying thank you is is a, a big part of what we do because we um, we we acknowledge all the donations that we have and 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 tell people you know they've asked us to put it in a certain area and that's what we've done and this is how it's going to benefit people so uh, and is a key part of our our team and and making sure that we get all the gift aid from the donations that we can get because that's an, an additional 25% on top of the the donations so yeah a small team but but three of us we all have our key roles but we we gel together really well um and um yeah it's uh, it's really great great to be able to get back together a bit more now than than we were during the pandemic that's really good so so for example if anybody was um wanted to volunteer or get involved with either the the donations or the the appeals and up and coming events where would they actually go to do that Yes, well, we're, we're, we're all on, on the internet as far as we have our own website um, at uh, mchcharity.org. That's our, our website. And we have our own Facebook page and Twitter. Again, that's MCH Charity. Um, so you can send us a message um, through there or I can give you my email address details as well if that if that goes in the notes from the podcast um, and make contact with us because um, you know we're, we're always keen to connect with with more people in the community we have got a fantastic um, group of supporters but um, as we find you know we, we we always like to get new ones and uh, we do get a constant stream of people approaching us to get involved which is really lovely but some people I meet people that still don't know that there's a the charity based at the hospital um, and the different ways they can support you know yes it is about making monetary donations but have they got um can they donate a raffle prize we do regular raffles and um, would they like to donate some items to to staff at the hospital um or get involved in some other way like you say volunteer we we do have our own volunteers but there there is a volunteer manager at the hospital because there's a lot of clinical areas that have volunteers um so but we do have uh, our own volunteers that come and help us at events um come in and do tasks in the office because like i say there isn't many of us and sometimes we do have a lot to do so um anything like that please do get in contact with us um and you get a very warm welcome and um you know and it's good experience as well to volunteer with a charity you know it's um we do get students coming through as well so it's a perfect way to to give something back and help your local community no i think that's so important um and especially from an early age i think i think people get a lot out of that and i think if we can get people involved because i know you've got your hospital radio there um and i've known people who've volunteered there in the past so i think it's quite quite important to, to do that so i think for me um that, that my podcast is about people who have um helped themselves and others and, and certainly your charity does that but going to, to to you and your and your charity and the uh, the nhs foundation trust how would you say that your staff are supported um their well-being because um for example in covid things have changed um that people never even experienced before we in my opinion we've gone back to having a, uh, the pandemic that we had in 1914 and things like that and and to us today having a pandemic an epidemic is so strange how has your your nhs foundation trust and your charity changed to accommodate for this and and how how do you sort of support your well-being and and your staff's well-being what what changes have you put in I'd, I'd say you know prior to anything happening the the, the staff m my main experience is staff at Leighton Hospital I have got to know the other areas but even in the other areas it, it is a very much of a support network um, that was in place already you know there's a lot of staff that have worked there for a long time I mentioned about the gentleman that have been there for 50 years so I think that that was that the foundations of that were already in place yes the pandemic did come along um, and uh, 
as a charity, we saw it in um, a lot of people from outside the community wanted to donate things, whether that was treats for the staff, whether that was meals, whether that was the um, the different things that could work, the mask mask extenders that you could put on your mask when everybody was wearing the mask for hours at a time. Um, so there was a lot of that happening, and then people were fundraising. Um, Sir Tom Moore, uh, as you're um, no doubt familiar with, he raised a phenomenal amount of money for for NHS charities together, which we're part of. Um, so um, all that money's been able to help with staff wellbeing. We've been able to kit out, you know, staff rooms in a better way, um, and uh, mental health um, first aiders. They they were all in place already, but again, you know, cranking that up a notch. So there's more support there for staff, you know, during a really tough time. And I think, you know, that. The, the communication throughout the trust has been second to none, you know, letting staff know where the support is because, you know, the, a lot of staff were on the front, front line dealing with things they'd never dealt with before in their lives. So definitely fantastic support network within the trust that staff could access. So I definitely saw that um, at the, you know, throughout the pandemic and it's still in place now. There was um, an event at the weekend, which like an it's a knockout style event that the trust put on. And I was just looking at some photographs from the weekend and it looks amazing. Again, the teams are all all connecting and interacting and enjoying themselves, and that and that's the key. Having that downtime away from the hospital, you know, it's it's things like that get that get put on, and we have well-being days where there's um, some you know different freebies that they can access and people they can speak to. So really, a fantastic support network that that staff have got access to, including myself. And and kind of for me, I'd like to know why you decided to go into the charity sector because. It's hard work, isn't it, to try and look after yourself and others? What made you to sort of, what was the decision to, to go into helping people and others? Why, why did you decide to work for the NHS? Yes, well, say I did mention that I did my schoolwork experience at Leighton Hospital. I went to, because at that time, when you're that age, you don't really know what you want to do. So I remember going on the children's ward. I was in the, in the playroom and helping children. And I distinctively remember coming home and saying, I want to work with people, but I don't want to be a nurse. So, but I always knew I wanted a varied job, something where I was connected with people. Um, and uh, that took me into, um, after college and, and uh, going to Leeds Polytechnic, took me into working for the hospitality sector. So I was doing wedding planning, event planning, and I loved it, you know, interacting with people, helping people plan the days. Um, and then a bit further along the line, I was a, a charity coordinator for a local company in Nantwich. Um, and I've got a personal connection with with Parkinson's. I have a family member that has Parkinson's, so I did a lot of I've done a lot of fundraising connected with the local group for Parkinson's. And the more I did that, the more I, I, I just felt that was that was what my calling was to do, because I could see where the money was raised, how it was raised, how it got to to be spent, and how many people it could help. So when the job came up at the local hospice, all my friends were saying, and my family, that's your job. That, that'd be perfect for you. So it was like, I'm a great believer in things happening for a reason. So, you know, I was able to transfer my skills from being able to know how to pe speak to lots of different people, help them plan things and help them raise money. Um, and that's how it's developed over the years. Uh, and I can't believe I've been at the hospital five years this year. That's amazing. And I do hope that um, all of the, the money that's put into the research and the um, advancement in technology do, does help um, people with you. Like you say, you've got a family member who has Parkinson's help them people in need, because I think um, the, these diseases and these and these things are so horrible for people to, to, to go through. And it'd be really nice 
to sort of have more money to put into it and more research to help these people because none of us want um to see this kind of thing and i think it's uh, quite a personal story when we 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 are putting that shoes and we can see it so it, it it's such a great job that you you are doing there um so for more information on the um mchcharity.org uh, if you telephone 0127027324 eight but to, to be honest carol it um you you were talking about your your experience and leaves i think any experience is good and i think if you were to um, recommend a career um into um the nhs and charity sector what would you be telling the up-and-coming students today and the, and the people who don't know what they want to do what would you um what advice would you give to them because people um are looking for the perfect job and the perfect career and today um i think everybody needs healthcare and everybody needs health and well-being what what would you be telling these people yeah no no definitely i mean the looking back on on my own career um i think the times when i've been happiest as i am now in the role i do now is when you're doing something you enjoy doing and and you're getting that job satisfaction uh, for me, that's that aligns very much with my personal values that, you know, I like to do a good job and I like to see the outcome, whether that was looking after a bride, planning a wedding and seeing her on the day when she got married, whether it's with one of my fundraisers, helping them fundraise and see their joy when they realise how much money they've raised and how much that's going to help other people. So I think for me, even at quite a young age, I'd say to people, you know, um, look at what your values are, how, where you see yourself going. I think the world, the opportunities in the world of work now is tremendous because so much can be done from home um you know you can travel the world I, I went to lots of different charity groups during the pandemic you know not in the UK and and getting the expertise from other people and, and developing my skills so I think the the information you've got access to now is incredible um, but having said that social skills are very important I've, I've got two daughters so knowing they can speak to people how to interact face to face as well as um, via a phone is very important to me as well because that that's that's key um, so yeah I think no, no matter what career you're thinking of just just really think about what what type of thing you you you'd enjoy doing and what your skills are even at a young age I think people you know are starting to develop their skills um but the world of work has got so much opportunity now so um so yeah definitely I mean that's quite a positive thing to hear because I think I think it's nice and I think we working with people is very very hard but I think it's such a challenge but like you say out your job you get you get so much from it to be to be part of other people's lives and people I think I think it's absolutely amazing so so I'm just going to thank you there because because uh, I recognize that you are um like a very influential person and been part of a charity I mean it's it's great to see what what work you do there so um you were talking about events what up and coming events have you got for this year because I know there's still uh going a lot going on and we've got a new disease come out now which is monkeypox um and we've still got covid and other things like that um mm -hmm. you, you listen to the news and, and and you read in the newspaper all these things and and I think to myself how how do you actually cope with that um as a charity um as a hospital and yourself how, how would you cope with all this new information and all these new things to deal with I think it's we're guided very much by the communications and the, the the team, the chief executive team, executive team at, at the trust. You know, we get regular updates on 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 everything, so we're very much guided by that, and you know, keeping us up to date with the latest things. But I think for myself and and for locally, it's just sharing the story of of what we're fundraising for, how people can get involved. Because in my experience, I find if you if you make that as clear as possible, then then that's when you get the 
the engagement from from people out in the community yes it is tough at the moment yes there's you know the the price of living the cost of living and everything going on but at the end of the day if if i could when i explain to someone the our current project will help um, someone that's going through a cancer diagnosis uh, by having a, a hypnotherapy session, you know, um, and, and think how beneficial that would be. It's that storytelling that you that you, that you can do, and that's that that's what I found really really successful. Um, so yeah, it is tough out there, but I think it's all about staying positive, supporting our our staff that are at the hospital, um, and uh, you know, doing doing whatever I can to um, to help our local community. You were talking uh, before about um, uh, uh, like a family member being uh, part of the Parkinson's and the fundraising for that. Do you go on the other side? So do you look after the children? Because I know when I was little, I had asthma and I was in uh, Ward 17 at the time and we got that support in the recreational room. Do you still do things like that? Do you do um, extra care, special um sensory work do you, do you do you have carers in to help the children when they're poorly and the families do you do you look after the children as well so from speaking on behalf of the trust again the even though we are on coming out of the pandemic the visitors and the amount of, of external things that we have coming in going into the hospital is still very limited but the amount of things that are provided by staff on the ward areas whether that's the the physios whether that's the play specialists you know that that is all that is it all ongoing and you know i don't go onto the ward areas a lot myself but when i do i can see that interaction going on and the support that they give to patients um is, is 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 amazing so i do see that on a regular basis don't get involved in it m myself but i go on it and if a family member said um oh you've been looking after my daughter on the children's ward at the moment i really want to do something to give something back then i could take him to our office and we'd have a separate conversation about because we register all our fundraisers so we know what they're doing and we support them and, and then we, we see they raise even more money then when we're able to give them the resources so so yeah my my job is very much supporting the, the fundraisers side of things and the donate speaking to people whether that's an in-memory donation or from fundraising um, or a company that wants to donate items to, to the trust but so from the clinical side of things that's that's very much you know based around the, the staff but that 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 does go on so networking then so what sort of other charities and local community uh, do you network and how do you do it to sort of not just get the fundraising but to have that partnership agreement how, how do you go about networking yeah, well, when when I first started at the charity, I basically went to as many networking events that I could. Again, being a local person, I knew about some of them. Um, one of the key ones that I go to is uh, South Cheshire Chamber. They they I've classed some of the staff there as friends now. I've got to know them over the years. Been to all the events because that's really get, keeping us connected with the local community, so I can share what we're doing. Because a lot of the people that are there. Leighton Hospital is their local hospital and the other two areas you know that I get conversations all the time or oh, you looked after my nan and she's been into Victoria Infirmary in Northwich and it was amazing or you know so um, it's it's it, the key is keeping us front of mind people um, to know that we are there and if they wanted to do something and get involved with us they can um so yeah during the pandemic i did a lot of online networking um and even on even during that you can do that storytelling you can you know communicate that that, that messaging um and um you know i found people were 
were really keen to get involved, whether that was a, in a raffle or offer to do something. Um, so it's all and, and listening that that's a key key thing for me. I, I, you know, as much as I love to chat, I do like to listen to people and hear what they've got to say, and then from from that, then I can advise them how how to what the next steps would be as far as getting involved with the charity. So networking is is a big part of what I do, and it's um, something that I'll always do in, in my role here. Well, that's so impressive. So I'm going to to go to your Spotify playlist now because storytelling is really, really important to me and it is to you as well to to get the help that we need. So um, your 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 playlist tells a story and um, it's under Gail Louise um, Helping Hands podcast playlist, Carol Salmon MCHT. So to start off, I've already looked at the songs and listened to them so I can see where you're coming from. But I want you to tell me the story and why you've chosen the song. There's quite um, a, a, a vast amount of songs there. So including Summer of 69 by Brian Adams. Yeah, so you'd just like me to talk about why I've picked the songs. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's, yes. That's and what, and what the, the, the sort of meaning and the rationale behind it is. Yeah, no, there's a little story behind each of those. So, and it, it's difficult to pick five because I, I love music. But, um, but no, Brian Adams, that was probably the the, the first uh, main concert that I ever went to when I was a student. Um, so um, I saw him in Leeds um, and um, was very close to the stage and was in total awe of, of, of a live concert like that. I've been lived in crew all my life and then gone to uh, you know lived in a city centre environment to see something like that was amazing and the support band was Tapau, uh, Carol Decker Tapau, which another favourite of mine so uh, that that's where that one comes from that'll always remind me of the time I spent in Leeds and I still have friends from still in contact with people that I live with and did my course with so that that's really lots of precious memories from that. Um, Proud by Heather Small that that's a song that um, always always gets a lump in my throat because when uh, when my daughter left um, primary school they played that at the end and they were all holding up little cards of what they'd done at school that, that they were proud of so it, whenever I hear it I always get a lump in my throat and I did a really nice event at St Luke's Hospice in Winsford and we played that at the end and we show, showcased photographs of the fundraisers there and glancing around the room everybody was in tears again so it's a very emotive song but it, you know fundraising for me when you do something you give something back you should feel proud because you you are doing an amazing thing when you're fundraising um the the next one Foo Fighters always makes people smile when I say I like the Foo Fighters because I've got quite an eclectic mix of music taste but Foo Fighters Dave Grohl is a to me the lead singer is a rock god um, just recently read his book about his family um, and when he was quite at a young age he, he he put it out to the universe that he wanted to be a rock star and lo and behold he is so uh, a lovely lovely guy and the music is a bit, bit rocky in places for some of them but learn to fly I remember listening to that and I thought I like this band and I followed, followed them ever since um, and then the fourth one uh, never forget by take that another i've been to see them a few times um but their story um and their songs is something that i've followed um all the time and uh, i did go and see them at the etihad stadium in in manchester and that one at the end where everybody's standing up their arms in the air the just the joy of of how uplifting music can be um that that song always reminds me of that um and then the final one is uh, love action by the human league um so in all the time that i've been working for the charity i do meet remarkable people but one lady in particular a lady called kim smith that works at radio northwich she's one of the presenters there 
I met her, went on her show, um, and she's changed the way I, I, I look at life because she's so she had breast cancer, she came through the other side, and now she's fundraising. Uh, and I went to her birthday party, and to see her stood at the front dancing away to Human League Love Action was was a really highlight moment. And you know, we, we, I know we're going to be friends forever. Um, so it's these are the type of people I get to meet, and and uh, really makes my life richer. So yeah, that's that's a whistle stop tour of my five songs. I've just um, thank you so much. I've just opened up um, and had a look for Kim Smith, so I can see who she is now. I can see her picture now, so I can see who you were talking about. Yes, that is a truly inspirational story. Thank you so much. Um, them songs you've chose are absolutely amazing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna finish here now because you are truly remarkable. What you've done for the hospital and and continued um, in your five year tenure, it's amazing. And I think I think there's so much that you can do and and, and network so briefly for the next two minutes um future plans what 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 would you say for that one yeah definitely well the the next date in our calendar is the 74th birthday of the nhs so we're asking uh, people to do something on and around that date hold, hold their own little tea party get, get gather a few people together raise a bit of money and all that will 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 help additional um services within the within the within the trust um so the money's going to be split between um staff well-being children and baby services and the cancer services so real cross section of support there uh, and then later on in the year um it's not 100% confirmed yet but i'm going to do an event hopefully in september for our young fundraisers so we did do a little scheme where each 50 pound that they raise they get a little trophy so i'm hoping to to do something in september where we can gather them all together something a little bit different that I don't um I haven't seen done before in this local area uh, so that's September and then after that we go go full steam ahead in the Christmas fundraising so we always tend to do our Santa Dash in Queen's Park uh, we always have a, a fantastic raffle um, and lots of other things that people can get involved in because that's our busiest time of year so um, I've got just uh, lots of different ways that people can get involved and uh, and support their local hospital fantastic it's all on the website isn't it uh the, yeah. The, so yeah people can go onto the the, the charity website um mchcharity.org so all the events are on there well thank you very very much uh carol uh really i'm having an absolute pleasure to join you on the helping hands podcast episode thank you so much and good luck to everything and all your future events thank you very much my pleasure thank you for asking me <laughs>